As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we take a look at the long delayed, long awaited cinematic reboot of Frank Herbert's Dune. We are a house of trades. There is no call we do not answer. There is no faith that we betray. Smile, Gurney. I am smiling. The Emperor asks us to bring peace to Arrakis. House Atreides accepts! I know you. There's something awakening in my mind. You need to face your fears. Come with me. Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into great destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, only those who can conquer their fear will survive. Written by the team of John Spates, Eric Roth, and Dennis Villeneuve, and directed by Dennis Villeneuve based on the novel by Frank Herbert, Dune stars Timothy Chalamet as Paul Atreides, Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica Atreides, Zendaya as Chani, Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto Atreides, and features Jason Momoa, Stellan Skarsgård, Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem, Dave Bautista, and so many more. Dune was originally released in 1965 as a novel by Frank Herbert. It saw the silver screen once in 1984 through the work of David Lynch, and saw an all-star early 80s cast take on the roles of the Atreides, the Harkonnen, and the Fremen. Now, almost 40 years later, Canadian writer and director Denis Villeneuve has taken on what is widely to believe to be an almost unadaptable novel. Yet here we are. I sat down in a theater for 155 minutes and I can confirm that Dune can absolutely be adapted into a feature film. Well, multiple feature films. But this feature is just the start of a series. Villeneuve has said that the story of Dune is too large to be confined in a single movie. His vision always included at least one sequel. So there's a little spoiler for you that's never necessary if you're going to see this movie or if you already have. This is a massive story and much like Shai Halud, the great sandworm and an awesome band, has so much more lurking beneath the surface just waiting to be revealed. Acting wise, it's exactly what you expect from this incredible amount of star power that sits in this movie. If there is a star in Hollywood right now, they are in this or they had been tied to it at one point or another, minus maybe a few. The script itself is extremely tight 
the film is beautiful, and the designs themselves are likely to at least get an Oscar nod, if not the statuette itself. The score was what you hear in the trailers, and it's really good at setting the tone, but the chanting can get a little repetitive. And if all that I can complain about in 155 minutes is that you keep hearing the same operatic chants, then I can certainly say that Dune is worth your time. Obviously, this is hard into the sci-fi realm, so you know well in advance if that's something that interests you. For me, I love it if you weren't aware. Honestly, go watch Dune. I would love to hear what others are thinking, especially since this movie is getting a ton of mixed reviews. In my opinion, the people giving the negative comments must have watched the 1984 movie and just can't figure out why Sting just showed up on their screens. I give Dune an A. Now that barbershops can take care of you again, it is time to look your best. Hit up Nick at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road and book today by visiting boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a recently released trailer. The first trailer for Uncharted has officially been released, and we get our first live look at Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg bringing the popular video game to life on the big screen. There are places out there you can't find on any map. They're not gone. They're just lost. Hey, kid. A little young for a bartender, aren't you? A little old for prom, aren't you? Everything in here. Why the map? This path of Ferdinand Magellan took to sail around the world. You know your history. It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion easy. Directed by Ruben Fleischer, Uncharted serves as the origin story for protagonist Nathan Drake, played by Tom Holland, from the video games of the same name created by Amy Hennig. Uncharted is an action-adventure game that follows Nathan Drake, a treasure hunter, who travels across the world to uncover various historical mysteries. Drake is not unlike a young Indiana Jones, but set in the modern times. As I said, the film also stars Mark Wahlberg as his future mentor, Victor Sullivan, along with a supporting cast that includes Antonio Banderas, Sophia Taylor-Ali, and Todd. Gabriel. Uncharted hit screens on February 18th of 2022. In casting news, Ryan Gosling has signed on to play Ken in Warner Brothers' upcoming Barbie movie. The studio had approached Gosling about playing the role some time ago, but the actor had initially passed on the part due to his busy schedule. As pre-production has taken longer than expected, Deadline has said that Warner Brothers kept in touch with Gosling and scooped him up once his opening appeared. Margot Robbie is set to star alongside Ryan Gosling in the Barbie movie, which will be centered around around the iconic Mattel doll line. Little Women director Greta Gerwig is set to helm the film and also co-wrote the script with Noah Baumbach. Production on the project is expected to kick off in early 2022. Over in the land of streaming, despite the fact that it took forever to hit the screens, Brian K. Vaughn's Why the Last Man has officially been cancelled by FX. While FX rarely cancels shows in their first year, let alone ones that have yet to complete their first season, Why the Last Man got the axe. According to a report by the Hollywood Reporter, it isn't low ratings that led to the cancellation of Why the Last Man, but it was because FX executives were forced to make a tough choice as the options of the cast and series had expired. Why did they expire so soon? A lot of the cast had actually been attached to Why the Last Man for quite some time, but because of numerous delays the production experienced, FX was forced to extend their options, which quickly added up. While Why the Last Man remains in limbo right now, Hollywood Reporter has said that HBO Max could be a potential new home for the series. HBO 
HBO's parent company, Warner Media, once owned the rights to the series and made their own attempt at bringing the story to the screen, so it would make sense to become home. FX Productions are said to be supportive of creator Eliza Clark's efforts to shop the show to other networks, but as of right now, it remains to be seen whether we'll be seeing more of Yorick and his friends. Meanwhile, Apple TV has confirmed that their popular show Mythic Quest has been renewed for two seasons. The workplace comedy, co-created and starring Rob McElhaney, will return for seasons three and four. Mythic Quest, which was also created by Charlie Day and Megan Gans, revolves around Ian Grimm, played by McElhaney, the owner and creative director of a successful video game studio, who alongside his talented team developed the insanely popular MMORPG Raven's Banquet. Over at the House of the Mouse, I previously reported that actor Hayden Christensen will be reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker Darth Vader in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series. That said, we have not seen the last of the Dark Lord of the Sith on Disney+. It is being reported that Hayden Christensen has officially joined the cast of Star Wars Ahsoka, where he will once again play Anakin Skywalker. While plot details are heavily under wraps as it's a Star Wars project, what we do know is the history. Ahsoka Tano was the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. It's possible that Christensen's appearance could be either flashbacks or as Darth Vader. The series is being written by Dave Filoni, who will also executive produce alongside Jon Favreau. Production is expected to kick off in early 2022. In other movie news, something you've likely heard before, but I will repeat it. An accident took place on the set of Alec Baldwin's new Western movie, Rust, when the actor discharged a prop gun that killed the film's cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, and injured director, Joel Souza. How something like this could happen is currently unknown, but the circumstances are likely around the same type of accident that that killed actor Brandon Lee while filming The Crow. Shortly after the announcement of the death of Hutchins, Alec Baldwin released a statement on his Twitter. It says, quote, There are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic accident that took the life of Helena Hutchins, a wife, mother, and deeply admired colleague of ours. I am fully cooperating with the police investigation to address how this tragedy occurred, and I am in touch with her husband, offering my support to him and his family. My heart is broken for her husband, their son, and all who knew and loved Helena. And finally, we end on a real estate opportunity for you. Director Lorene Scafaria is selling the home she has lived in for the past eight years that happens to be located at 1428 North Genesee Avenue in Los Angeles. The home, which was purchased for the price of $2.1 million in 2013, is on the market for $3.25 million. It was built in 1919, and from the street, it looks pretty close to the way it did in a nightmare on Elm Street. A virtual tour is available on Zillow, and the interior is much fancier, brighter, and more modern than you would expect the house on Elm Street to be. Either way, I can confirm $3.25 million or estimated monthly payments of $14,000 US is a wee bit out of my price range. But hey, if you want to go and buy it, just feel free to invite me for a visit to Springfield, Ohio at 1428 Elm Street. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, I said I would not harm them, and I shall not. But Arrakis is Arrakis, and the desert takes the weak. This is my desert, my Arrakis, my dune. Dune.